the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night discussing and dissecting political talking points. How are we ever going to go back to normal? What is normal anymore? What a week. Dude, I love it. I don't think I've ever known what normal was. I love it. I know enough about normal to know this isn't it, and I'm having a great time. I'm enjoying it. Oh, the Durrell thing? The Durrell thing was, was phenomenal. What I loved about the Durrell thing was um, that it was just going to be a given. Well, of course it's going to be at Durrell. It's my property. It's fantastic, and it's the best, and it'll be the best deal. And you're always be closing. This is why Trump drinks coffee. You put the coffee down. Coffee's for closers. Trump drinks the coffee. Always be closing. Durrell having a little bit of a hard time. Not too many uh, conventions. Not really hitting the numbers. And also Sour. it seems it might have actually saved the government money. Would have saved? Uh, sure. Why not? something like Camp David. And I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't understand why we don't <laughs> use like actual government property. What do we got to, we got to show these people around? <laughs> Sit down and shut up. I'm talking here. Got it's 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 all of a sudden it's a parade. We got to show them a good time. You know, we got billions of acres of desert Ever. out in the western United States. That's government property. Maybe we should show them that. How about you fly them in, like casino? You have the meeting at the UN, which is prime real estate too, and then you people get the hell out of here. What? It, why? Why does it have to be a weekend in Vegas? What are they like? The Shriners put funny hats on, have showgirls parade around. Here's the meeting. Now get the hell out. I don't understand how every we got to flip the bill. Half of these countries, they're riding on our credit and our dime anyway, let alone pretending this is uh, okay. But I have to say, when it was first announced, I thought to myself, the reason I didn't like it was not for the reasons other people didn't like it. I didn't like it because it reminded me of what monarchs do, of like the royal family. Well, it'll be at Buckingham Palace. You're just the president. I, I, I just, maybe I'm a stickler. For a right and wrong. And you know something? You think after 51 years, I'd stop fighting the, the trend for right and wrong. Because apparently what we've learned from the Republicans that are coming out against Trump, the ones who have been wrong for 30 years, the John Kasichs, fraud that he is. That, that I, I can't even say his name without wanting to throw something against the wall. Or Mitt Romney in his magic underpants. I've had enough of him for a lifetime, that's for sure. And his, and just any chance 
to support what really we as American citizens have been fighting against since very early on. Whether you bought the Bush and Dick Cheney nonsense about Iraq, whether you were so unaware and unmoored from actual current events that you believed all of the reasons why we had to go in there or not. We all didn't want to be there 19 years later. It's just ironic to me. The one thing that everybody's mad at Trump for, I am, I am defending him on. And I've been arguing against Trumponomics since he was running. But what this does show you is how we are going to be involved in the Middle East for at least 100 years, if not longer. And it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. It's just more and more and more. Because you clearly have a president who wants to get out of there. And the idea that we're going to take them and now they're going to be in Iraq again? What the hell are we still doing in Iraq? How are they enjoying their freedom, by the way? They vote with the purple fingers? Mission accomplished. The reality is this is a system that where a handful of very important oligarchs, American oligarchs, profit and they're never going to give it up and the idea that in the same week we sent 1800 troops to saudi arabia to protect them you know you ever go through through life and yeah i was telling uh uh, Macbeth, there's a, a special on netflix called game changer and it's ironically about food but what it shows you is that everything we've been told in regards to food for 50 plus years has been wrong. We've been propagandized. And you in, know what including they, Mike, maybe, what's in that. Well, it, that's true. But it, you know what? They, no matter what you hear, you have to evaluate where it's coming from and what it actually means. And You know what I loved about this? They showed you when yeah. doctors would recommend camel cigarettes. Camel cigarettes spoke, smoked by more doctors than any other cigarette. Well, they taste better than It just goes to brands. show you when you're gullible enough to want to believe that there is a hero yeah. and that hero works in government and they have the answers to solve any solution as citizens. It has disarmed us so much that we have bipartisan support for American imperialism and bipartisan support for a war that admittedly, for the first time, and this is the beauty of Trump, and I give him credit for this, he was able to get Republicans and Democrats to admit two things. Number one, we're never leaving the Middle East. Number two, They have no idea what they're doing. None. They have no idea how to get out, what it looks like if you do plan to get out, or what a time frame is to change anything. To me, it looks like three people, three different people have those ideas, right? And every 10 minutes, they rotate in. One of them goes in, and then, oh, your turn's over, and then somebody else goes in. We are just changing around what we do constantly. This is a keystone government. That's what this week really points out. And I don't care what side of the coin you fall on. You know, I, I live with one of you people with the Caddyshack hats. I get it. No matter what the guy does, he's great. I, I, <laughs> no matter what the perspective, this is a Caddyshack government. They're just kids, and they don't know what to do. They, don't, they just, they just want to figure out how to make money and make it look like they're doing what, well. What would you say you do here? I mean, that's, that's what the, the one thing is. And Trump's own people are coming out, and they're basically saying he didn't really mean it, and don't worry, we're going to move these people to Iraq. I thought that we were kind of easing back from Iraq for the last eight years. 
And the other thing Trump did this week, and I'm, I'm going to do a little pro-Trump here in the beginning of the Liberty Hour. The other thing he did that I personally loved was, the, was this. Yeah, go ahead, we witnessed on the part of the yeah. president was a meltdown. He said that the, there are communists involved and you guys might like that. When he started calling Speaker Pelosi a third-rate politician. Which I said, I wish you were a politician, Mr. President. See, she is a third-rate politician, and there are communists in charge. And this is what I was talking about, Macbeth, earlier in the week. I think Donald J. Trump listens to the morning show in particular. I think he listens when I fill in, and I talked about the fact that these Kurds were the communist faction called the PKK Kurds. It has bothered me since 2011 when we threw a presidential fiat, an executive order, sent our boys there to protect the communists. I said to myself, what are you doing? I know of at least three wars where we sent guys to countries nobody ever heard of to fight communists. Now you're sending them there to protect communists who are invading another land. I didn't like that, but you know who else pays attention? I'm going to tell you something. Trump listens to the morning answer show. Frankly, if Russia is going to help in protecting the Kurds, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. But uh, it would be led by Syria and Syria doesn't want Turkey to take its land. I can understand that. But what does that have to do with the United States of America if they're fighting over Syria's land? Are we supposed to fight a NATO member in order that Syria, who is not our friend, keeps their land? I don't think so. But Syria does have a relationship with the Kurds. The thing that's common is that everybody hates ISIS. Now, the PKK, which is a part of the Kurds, as you know, is uh, probably uh, worse a terror and more of a terrorist threat in many ways than ISIS. So it's a very uh, semi-complicated, not too complicated if you're smart, but it's a semi-complicated problem. Now, everything this guy says, the media picks apart. How come they're not talking about that? How come there is a concerted effort to hide the fact that these are the communist Kurds who were killing the secular Kurds? There was a a, a civil war inside the Kurds. These are not the good guys. I, I it, It's bothering me. But I have to say, uh, we got the calls are lit up. By the way, 312-642-5600. Let me go to somebody who disagrees with me, as that's always. Oh, no time? All right, listen. Matt, Jim, Frank, and Al, hang on. We'll be back after this. And uh, if you care to participate, it's 312-642-5600. And I want you to tell me why it doesn't look like a Keystone government, whether you support Donald Trump or don't. His, he discredited us, in my opinion. He discredited himself with that move in Durrell and the, and the, re, the, the unawareness to realize how bad that looks. I just think it looks bad, kid. I really do. We'll be back after this. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I'll bet you get a free bowl of soup, huh? Oh, it looks good on you, though. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the days Now, for the pro-Trump position they don't understand why i'm calling it both a keystone government or the appearance of of, of a caddyshack uh which you did not mean to say I think. yeah but listen the look back to what happened in 2016 certainly was was part of the thing that he was worried about in corruption with that nation and that is absolutely appropriate 
This is after he started scrambling. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? This is after he started scrambling. We do that all the time all with the foreign time. policy. I have news for everybody. Get over it. There's going to be political influence in foreign policy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. ruh I mean, because what he admitted to, arguably, is a quid pro quo yeah. of money that was allocated to be, deli- to, to be given out in a five-day period that they held for five months. So Mulvaney, his own guys, are, are, are hurting him. It's like, I thought they locked up Giuliani. Well, didn't he also specify that uh, it had nothing to do with Biden? I don't know if those well, things can be mutually exclusive, but, you know. That yes I, and no. I so mean, what, what my, my point is, what reasons are acceptable to hold up some aid and what reasons aren't acceptable to hold up some aid? And you know my position. I don't think we should be given a, a tenth of the foreign no, aid. No, but I also know that you believe that once something's been appropriated by Congress, Congress it's not up the to boss. the executive you know, to make that decision. I just want to reestablish that. Congress yeah. is the boss. And I don't. here's the other thing. I don't want them to lose. Are you looking at what we're facing here? All right, let's go to the calls. Matt, I appreciate you calling the show. How are you, Matt? Hey, Sean, I'm good. How you been? Good, buddy. So come hey, on. I, I have to disagree with you. I have to disagree with you in as much as it's, they're not a keystone government. You're giving them way too much credit. <laughs> they're, they're actually, they, they, listen, they, they, the reason that this war has lasted a couple of decades and the reason we went in and, and protected Kuwait and the reason we're sending people to Saudi has nothing to do with protecting ways of life. It has nothing to do with national security for the United States. And it has everything to do with enriching our own oligarchs. And, and Ike, Ike warned us about this in 19, what was it? 52 or whenever, whenever he left office, he said the military industrial complex is, is your worst enemy. And that's going to be the worst thing for America going forward. And, and this, this Ukraine stuff and the China stuff with Biden's kid, all of that stuff ties into one simple thing. Everywhere where we put our military is is there's trillions of dollars to be made for all of these guys sitting back here in the U.S. And and that takes me to, to point number two. Mattis has just become uh, in the last month or so has just become a lobbyist, oh. a, a former general, yeah. a four star general. He's a lobbyist for a company that that basically sells our military secrets and our military uh, defense contractors to other countries. So it's a, it's a big revolving door. All the guys with clusters on their shoulders get to go out and make tens of millions of dollars after they serve in the military. And and that's what it's all about. It's not about and, oil. It's not about anything else. No, you're right, Matt. God, I wish, I wish Matt was times by a hundred million because you know what? We would never have a problem because he's exactly correct. And the other thing that go, goes unspoken, Matt, that drives me nuts is the, is the council on foreign affairs. And the, and the overarching authority they have on our elected officials, be they through lobbyists or be they through contracts um, like we saw with Biden, where it's corruption via proxy. Because it isn't just, this is why I was against Bolton. Bolton is another shill for these kind of, these kind of groups. But what, you know what Trump exposes, what I said is the beauty of it? This is bipartisan. Have you ever seen in your lifetime so many Democrats come out and chant the Bush-Cheney foreign policy, because they sound like George Bush does before we went into Iraq. Listen to what they're saying that's today. That's because the spigot's going to turn off. Oh, that's exactly right. You're, they're, they're talking trillions. That's because they're worried about losing all their dough, and, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's endemic to the entire federal government, and it's endemic to the military, 
you've got you you have guys that that were you know i don't know oh five to to whatever four star admirals that were involved in the development of the f thirty five it cost over a trillion dollars. How much money do you think those guys have made oh. and that plane's a piece of garbage and you know what I'm waiting for other than stealth it's it's garbage. I kept waiting for reporters who hated this so much. I remember under Bush to expose this, and I'll never forget it was Steve. What was his name for 60 Minutes? Steve Croft? Steve Croft did, yeah. a, did an expose, and that was all you ever heard about him. Next thing you know, he was found to have an affair. I mean, the minute it came out, they broke him. And I was hoping that it would catch wings. But you know what you come to learn is how many of these reporters have an affiliation with the Council on Foreign uh, Policies. They all, it, it, that is the American oligarch system, the Council on Foreign Relations. And it truly does go back. To where's the money? You're talking about trillions and trillions of dollars. Matt, you made my night, man. I thought it was going to be an argument. Thanks for the call. I truly appreciate it. I got it. one other thing, Sean. Go ahead. One other thing. If, if, if we actually, if the CIA actually did what they're supposed to do, instead of, you know, chasing around candidates and trying to topple fourth-rate banana republic governments Mm -hmm. we wouldn't need to engage our military anywhere our cia has a gigantic black budget that nobody knows about nobody knows where it comes from and and we have guys in in every corner of this planet that are that are twisting mustaches and working on working on coup plots and everything else if they actually did their (laughs) job our military would never have to they would never have to leave their offices Matt, we'd, we'd have a lot of trained guys that were sitting on their thumbs. You know what I'm afraid, though, Matt? I'm afraid they're going to get that power even greater than they have. And look what everything they touch turns into, no matter whether it's South America or it's Iran in the 50s. Wherever they go, pandemonium follows for decades. So I, 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 I'm a John F. Kennedy position on the CIA. I want it gone. But thank you, Matt. You really made my night. I do appreciate it very much. I work for the CIA. It's not a popular position. You know, I had a cousin that was affiliated with all that stuff. And every once in a while, even to this day, I'll get a text message. You know what it'll say? Shut up. It'll be from a phone <laughs> number. I, don't know. I love that about him. My cousin Anthony, who's when I text him, I can't, or when I email him, it's under Jim. Jim in Honduras, how are you? Good. I'm, I'm uh, stateside this uh, week, though. Well, Honduras was last week. I, oh, I always put Honduras. I can't keep Jim. track of your Epstein escapades. What do you got? Well, anyways, I called about TPS, but since you're talking about these other issues, another turncoat <laughs> is Congressman Hurd from Texas. We're sorry. He was by on the the, one of these stupid talk shows today saying that these other guys are playing uh, chess and Trump is playing checkers. You know, what, what a dumbo. You know, well, these guys can't wait for the ink to dry before they say something, and they're always wrong. Jim, I will say, I will say, in a couple of big moves, you, did, you are aware that China bought 480 tons of soybeans from Brazil. You are aware that they have now aligned on many, many, many of the trade issues that we're supposedly have the upper hand in, and they're already aligning their their supply chains and their trade efforts are towards other countries, whether it's South America, whether it's India, whether it's Russia, whether it's Iran, they are doing a much better job in handling the ramifications of this trade war than denying the fact it is costing the average American family over $2,200 just this far. And it's going to get much worse. So when you say that, I'm not, I'm not ready to call Trump Bobby Fisher yet when it comes to the four levels of chess. I think he made himself look really bad this week. And I'm rooting for him 
because I cannot go through a socialist. Poly- I can't there, go through a socialist. There may presidency. be other parallels with Bobby Fischer. Yeah, but he had a good deal. I think Bobby he had Fischer, a nice uh, little deal with Japan this week. They were talking about announced that as well. Well, I mean, Japan's been a bit. They announced something. It, yeah. it the stock market gets a bump. Come on, um, Jim, nobody really pays attention when, to whether or not it actually happened. When or the stock market is scared, right. and not that I'm pro stock market, the two should be separated. The idea that we are now living on a credit infused fraud of an economy bothers me. Well, here's the but here's the thing with that too, right? I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, it, but here's the thing with that: if if our bonds are are worth very very little. Right, municipal bonds. Well, yeah, right? you, you get interest what? rates crazy low. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, you're not driving people. So if you got to drive people to bonds and get those yields up, um, you know, maybe you try to scare the economy. Well, gee, boy, that's you're talking. You're you're way downfield, Jim. Thanks I told you I want to do a conspiracy theory you're show. You're way downfield. Here's what what I think. <laughs> I simply think he has surrounded himself with some terrible people who, by the way think that they are gods and i'll tell you tell you what i mean i love the president's tweets and uh, apparently the media loves them too because they can't get enough of them Um, what what i can say now is uh the leadership we have uh when we were for example at the g20 um in argentina sitting at that dinner with the chinese looking to my left and seeing john bolton seeing mike pompeo Steve Mnuchin, seeing Ambassador Robert Lighthizer, Larry Kudlow, to my right was John Kelly. That's the A-team. These are smart, tough people, and American people uh, should be blessed uh, to have uh, the great leadership. Uh, that You should be blessed to have them. That's like the, just the listing reasons not to trust the, the group. The arrogance and the conceit and the unwillingness to see its failure, that means we're in for a rough road. Liberty Hour, we'll be back. 312-642-5600. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. So when I get this, um, when I criticize, which I've been doing since the dawn of time, the Republicans, it is because, to me... That's who we need to criticize so we don't get Mitt Romney's, so we don't get John Kasich's, so we don't get Bruce Rauner's or the Illinois Republican frauds, day to day frauds that they are. To me, if we would have been doing this for 50 years, we would have adhered to the principles of what Americanism is. Forget conservatism. We're so unmoored from conservatism, we don't even talk about it anymore. We're, you're, I got a bunch of dummies that come to my cigar store from time to time and try to convince me that massive manipulation, massive collectivism, massive spending and debt, ignoring yet another debt ceiling. By the way, Macbeth, we hit that November 22nd, and nobody said a word. You're already burning through the money like you can't imagine. Uh, November 22nd's coming up Yeah, in it's, a month. It's my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Right around the corner. Yeah. How many stories have you seen on that? Not a one. (laughs) Not a one. I'm just a twisted son of a gun that I inadvertently am aware of when the budget runs out and when the debt ceiling is, like, as if we even have one. That's nuts. Why would you try to think about a problem before it happens? I'll tell you this. I'll bet you got smoke detectors, too, you nerd. (laughs) I'll tell you something. It's just I don't want to be a socialist, and I don't want it put on me by my own party, but I really don't want to face these buffoons. On the other side, where I've got this punk kid, Mayor Pete, are you lecturing me, son? Are you telling me 
what socialism is and what right and wrong is and who gets to manipulate society? And are you speaking of equity? Do you have any idea? How about what, you've never people, been to South Bend? It's what gorgeous. about the people that actually make the world go round? Do they have equity or are they just the pigeons? No, you're the cogs. It's really burning me up, kid. So All before right. you go to the calls real quick, right? You had said before 480,000 tons of soybeans were ordered from Brazil by China, right? Yeah, yeah. We wanted to put that into a little bit of perspective, right? So there's 2,000 pounds in a ton. That means 980 million pounds. I'm sorry, 960 million pounds. Of soybeans. So how many is that? Well, that's enough for uh, a pound of soybeans for every one and a half people in China. And there are a lot of people in China. I think Peter Navarro could fit that in his Miata. Go ahead. Uh, You could fit more than you think of Miata. See, and this all could have been avoided. All of these things could have been avoided. This is a a provoked. Here's the other thing. This is about American business being allowed to make decisions on American business. I can't understand why the so-called Republicans, and, and even more they hide behind conservatism, feel they have the right to dictate any decision businesses make. It's as infuriating to me as this child, Pete Buttigieg, and these other frauds, polit- professional politicians, telling me how insurance should be ma- managed or how money should be spent. It's infuriating. Mike, thanks for calling the show. How are you, buddy? What's going on, Sean? How are you, my friend? Very good, very good. Not too bad, not too bad. I don't know if you remember, we worked in the third and fourth in Euro, Euro dollars together at the mark. Oh, did we? I had a good time that third and fourth. So I was hanging off the pit. I was an ARB clerk. And uh, I when I first got my seat. Your badge was cigar, and, my, and I was PNFL. You oh, that I do day, remember man. that. Yes, Mike. How are you, buddy? <laughs> See, you know, it's funny. You're doing great, man. I saw you've been doing this thing on, on the air right now, and I want I just want to give you a call when I got the... Facebook update say that you're on live and live now and want to get in and talk to you. You're doing a great thing, Sean, man, and I'm I'm happier getting this out there on the air. And I couldn't be – this is fantastic, man. It's nice to see somebody Uh, doing something like this after we left the floor. It's great. It makes me feel good. But you know what else, Mike? I'm doing it because I'll tell you what. I was that punk kid. You know what my school is? My school, my college is the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. I went to Columbia for for a year. This is where guys like us could have went. We had nothing. I had nothing. Lived on the top of a garage with my mother. My father never bought me shoes. Yeah. And if you destroy capitalism, you destroy the opportunity for those other kids like that. It's so infuriating. We saw, we saw, the, we saw the, the epitome of capitalism at the Florida Chicago Market and, and Mike, you know what that I noticed too? Something- how about pr- how proud we were of just a guy we didn't even know. But he was like us, and he made something out of himself. He became a great trader. I was proud of strangers down there. And, and, you know, that's what capitalism does. You would stand next to them does. and sweat and scream at them in the pit, yeah. get into a fist fight, and at the bell would ring at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you guys were the best of friends. Uh, it yeah. didn't matter at the end of the day. Mike, it was, I, it I, was Yeah, how about a good time on P1? You remember that? You get all hot. Come on, let's go down to P1. <laughs> then we'll see you at Rivers yeah, later. I remember Miss, Miss Javi, Javi, hey, Javier at the Merc Club. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike, you made, my, you made my night. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. These are good phone calls tonight. See, you don't understand. There's a, the camaraderie isn't because you're in a team. It's because you all have the same goal, to do better today than you were yesterday. When you share an experience. It was just, but it was, I mean it, McBath, there were kids down there that had nothing. One of the biggest traders down there was living in a garage, and it wasn't like a converted garage. It was surviving in a garage. He yeah. went on to become one of the biggest Euro traders. And you know how he did it? Because he learned. He understood and he learned. He didn't have an inside guy. Goldman Sachs didn't give them tips. It was the last bastion of capitalism, and it is only under that system, and it's not just trading commodities. 
It's about the foreigners that come here and buy a pickup truck, and next thing you know, they own junkyards. It's about the opportunity to build on your own property. It's That, to me, is what's important. If you're on the line, stay on the line. I'll get back to you after this. 312-642-5600. Fastest night ever, but I'm going to do Chicago Drive Time Slap and Tickle tomorrow, 5 to 7. But we'll be back after this. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. Wait, what's wrong with people? What's wrong with people? So uh, We're talking in between the break. Part of, me, part of me wishes we could broadcast our conversations Aww. from the break, and then part of me... Likes my job, so I'm glad that we don't broadcast our conversation. Yeah. So we're talking in between the... I'm going to tell it anyway. We could go back to the politics. There's nothing yeah. that I have to go around. Sure. Um, I had to pick up my daughter from Cal. We're talking about Macbeth, because he's young, but he was raised by older parents. Yeah, so it I actually, got an old soul. It actually takes him down a notch or two, and it has more of an alignment with the... you I'm know early Gen X. With the, with the Reagan kids who saw what, what, what an economy, what freedom, what reestablishing... Uh, you know, the government to a small place instead of in control of everything. And that's why we have so much in common. But uh, we're talking about music, and that's how you could tell kids. Now, tell the audience, because I did not know that this is how you could tell Gen Xers and all that. Well, I, I, yeah, we had a few people over, and we were discussing the difference between Gen Xers and millennials, because by the numbers, by my birth date, um, mm-hmm. I'm sort of borderline, but uh, yeah. I got an old soul, like we talked about. I yeah. Guess. Older siblings. Just I'm get to the, the cassettes, will you, for God's sake, so I can well, say yeah, anything? Yeah, 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 shut up. So um, context is important. You would mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I said, where we got to was you either had the old tapes or you had cassettes. If, if, you were, if you had it easy enough where you were able to just simply hit rewind and then play up to a certain point and hit stop yeah. and then hit record when your song came on the radio to record songs off the so radio, that, you were a millennial. That's a millennial. Right. And if, then, you were actually, if you were actually working the tapes... Okay. And setting and chalking your uh, your points. And so then you were Gen X. I grew up in the, in my family had the car business. So yeah. I'm the, I remember when, I, and this is how old I am. I remember when Atrex came out. Yeah. Like it was a big deal. It was a technology. You know, they had the thing look like your shoe and you'd slap it into the, to the, it yeah. looked like a VCR. Yeah. And you know, you it were didn't limited. go all the way in. Yeah. You were limited to tapes. Yeah. So, you know, I'm from Mauro's But it Park. was actually very creative. The way they were oh, made brilliant. was, was phenomenal. So Captain and Tennille. The seventies, baby. Yeah, I we were just to talking them. about ABBA and Captain and Tennille. I mean, I loved them. They were great. So I'm picking up my daughter from Nebraska. Oh, here it is, 2019. From O'Hare, but she's coming in from Nebraska. Friday night. I don't know what happened at O'Hare, but I never saw anything like it. I am not kidding you. It was two and a half hours to go from in the airport to out. It was a parking lot. Okay, so I'm picking up a college kid who's tired, just got over being sick the whole nine years. Um, gets in the car and uh, I I got the Pandora, on. and all of a sudden. Captain Antonio comes out. I tell my kids, listen, shh, be quiet. This is a great song. It goes like five bars into it. They're both like, what's wrong with you? How is this ever a good song? And apparently that's... It's only a good song when you're by yourself. It's the same reaction I get from the audience when I talk about capitalism. Yeah. What's wrong with you? How could this be good? So what that it built the nation? It doesn't work now. Now we're... Because it threatens that that sort of veil of insecurity. And you know the part that frightens me is that when I watch local news... When I watch local Chicago stuff, so today, yeah. flat, fired up on Flannery, 8.30 in the morning, 
I watch it. I, I, every time I, I can't decide if I love him or hate him. Today I loved him. He had on an alderman from the 35th Ward. Okay? So now here's this kid. And, you know, I, maybe it's being 50. Everybody looks like a kid. You're going to be on TV. He's all sloppy and fat. Got a Statistically, most people on earth are younger than you. So Shirts not on. ironed. You know what I mean? And he comes out there with his Che Guevara nonsense. He had one of those. He had three names. Carlos Ramirez Rosa. He's, I'm thinking that's what his name was. 35th Ward Alderman. And he's on with um, the guy who used to be affiliated with Joe Walsh from uh, VON, Mays Jackson. Mays Jackson. Never yeah. met him. but he seemed, he seems like a nice guy. I he don't is. know him. But he's obviously, we don't agree on a lot of things, but he, one thing you can tell about him, he truly wants a solution. In and the he's problem. still going to be your friend, regardless of what you Yeah, he with. seems like a nice guy. I don't know him, but he seems like a nice guy. It turned out, if you were to watch the show today, he sounded like Milton Friedman compared to this kid who is an alderman. Yeah. He is an, first of all, I then find out he's openly part of the Socialist Party. Yeah. And we have six aldermen in Chicago who are openly socialists. Well, it goes directly back to what you were saying with the generational thing, right? It's, if you're practical enough to have, you know, you grew up with, basically without the internet, you had to do things for yourself. Well, you, had to read. you had to know where you were going. You had to remember phone numbers. You had to be able to look up something in a card catalog. I mean, it, it just, yeah, but you had, and you know, you I'm can watching, appreciate the work that goes into life. You had the influence of your parents and those people who had went to Vietnam and yeah. went to World War II, and you understood that in this country, up until very recently, socialism was considered to be sedition. That socialism was considered to be so anti-American, it was you couldn't openly be a socialist and have other people interact with you as if you were normal. As recently as 2008, when uh, McCain was defending Obama against the charge of being a socialist at the uh, at a at a campaign rally somebody said well now he's a socialist and he's a muslim and she said oh he's not a muslim he's not a socialist he's a good man you know and, yeah. and mccain was oh being the good guy well, but he uh, had to defend him against the charge of being a socialist but you're in a city say that today you're in a city that is absolutely bankrupt and corrupt at best it is a complete failure and the answer is they are still electing people who these ideas that this guy is advocating have only been implemented halfway, and you destroyed a once great city. Halfway, and you destroyed Illinois. And now their solution is to go all the way? I'm going to tell you right now, kid, that's why if you're watching this, if you're watching the teacher strike, if you're aware of the pension situation, if you are living in Illinois, you better prepare yourself to hedge yourself and get out or understand you're just going to be brought down by this welfare state we pretend works and is repairable. It isn't. It is a nation slayer. And you've got some punk in an unironed shirt telling you how righteous it is to support the communists calling themselves teachers? To me, that's unacceptable. 312-642-5600. We will be back. Is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Tipping point. And I have news.
news for everybody. Get over it. There's going to be political influence in foreign policy. The president's top aide admits a quid pro quo with Ukraine, undercutting Trump's top argument against impeachment. I don't know. I'd like to know what that means. Things have just gone from very, very bad to much, much worse. Republicans revolt over the president's withdrawal from Syria. What we have done to the Kurds will stand as a blood stain Shut in up, the annals Mitch. of American history. As someone who has served in uniform, it is very concerning. This was a mistake, and I hope it can be repaired. As Trump awards a massive government contract to his own business. We're going to do the 46th G7 summit at the Trump National Doral. This is self-dealing. This is the utmost uh, grifting and arrogance. Here is a classic textbook example of the violation of that emoluments clause. The president reversed that last move <laughs> late last night. After I got, Dude, I got an idea. Let's That's au- this week, by let's, the way. Let's automate Thanks Congress. News. Let's automate it. Terrible sound. First of all, they're useless anyway. They don't really don't want. They don't really want to be Congress. Can I just ask when did Mitch McConnell actually become Al Gore? Dude, he's old lady. You can't tell him. You can't tell him apart the, from the sound. He's an old lady. Did you see his face? What happened to his beard? What happened to your beard? I mean, my my grandmother. Beard in a while. She's got the skin like my grandmother. This is why I don't get bent out of shape about transgendering. Among ugly people, nature takes care of it. I can't tell the difference between half of them. Drive through Oak Park, pick out the men and women. I dare you. God, impossible. I told you, I spent 20 minutes thinking I was letting old ladies cut in front of me in Starbucks. They were a group of men playing cards. I didn't know what the hell was going on. It's ridiculous. I'm, I'm supposed to. Especially among Democrats. You can't tell them apart. All right. A week that defied convention, dismayed his allies in Congress, deepened his political trouble, and raised new questions about abuse of power at home and America's credibility abroad. Our guest this week, Trump's Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. All right, I'm done with that. I, I don't know yeah, what happened to that clip, but there's no base. I, wanted, so I, I wanted you to play it because at the end, no big deal. Don't worry about it. You know who his special consultants were? The guys he brought on as experts? Uh, I'm going to guess Mulvaney. Two failures. Chris Christie, the man who baseball uniforms were never meant to be on. Oh, there's that one decent picture on Google. And transgendering Lori Lightfoot, Rahm Emanuel. Mm. And the idea that this guy, and by the way, if you listen to him, you have to hear how he's speaking. Very Machiavellian. How he wants to triangulate. Let's impeach him. Let's do this. Let's run. And and, and they don't want to run anybody young. There's a concerted effort to keep Tulsi Gibbard out of the conversation. And she would be their best bet against Trump. Only in politics could two failures, like the mayor of Chicago and the governor of New Jersey, which is only the, the, the only state worse than Illinois, they're the experts. It's like bizarro world, baby. That's why, I, you know, to me, what happened to people who were talking about success, were talking about fundamentals and principles, and that's why the problem I'm seeing, we're getting dragged off into the deep waters, and there will be a, a day after Trump, whether it's because he won for eight years or he won for four years or they impeached him. What happens the day after Trump when we, the only party that had any kind of uh, uh, idea of what Americanism was, when we have now allowed ourselves to be ruled in this fashion by this small collective? How I didn't do it. Nobody saw me do it. There's no way they can prove anything. How are we going to fight back against the incompetent socialists, as you see, there is no bar of failure in the Democrat world. You have to reform the conservative uh, philosophy from, from the ground up. But the last time when Republicans bend their, their values, they put Republicans in like Chris Christie. And he leaves as a governor a state in financial ruin 
and absolute destroyed and goes on to be considered a political expert consultant. And by the way, he's a consultant of Trump, too. It is the only world where failures achieve government, whether it's employment or politics. We need to change that. Let's automate the whole damn thing. Can you imagine if a computer said, no, I can't do that. It's not in my power. I can't do that. That would be nice. All right, listen. Tomorrow, Slap and Tickle Drive Time, Chicago, 5 to 7. This was a fast hour, kid. Talk to you later. I have to go home. 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 I have to go home.